Hi, welcome to Around Town, where we seek to discover insights into places, events, topics, and issues that you want to know about in our great city. I'm your host, Nick Bergfeld, with producer Chuck Luck. Today, we'll be talking with Taylor McAlpine, the CEO of Local LBK. Taylor, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Nick. What's your connection to Lubbock? Born in Austin. I'll start there. Parents moved to Lubbock when I was four. I wasn't born here, but was raised here and have loved every minute since. Married, have family here, and we have nothing pulling us away either. So I think you're stuck with us for a while. What schools did you go to? Growing up, I went all the way through LISD. I like to tell people I was a Mustang Raider, Mustang Raider. Went to Hardwick, McKenzie, Coronado, and then to Tech. What was your schooling like here in Lubbock? I enjoyed it. I had some wonderful teachers all the way through. Many of them have been influential and have shaped what my career has looked like. One of them that comes to mind is Miss Nugent, if she's out there and listening. She led the Gifted and Talented program at Hardwick. And so Future Problem Solvers, that has shaped a lot of my career indirectly of always looking for a problem, trying to find a way to solve it, trying to use a team dynamic to find the best solution to implement. I have to ask you a little bit more about future problem solvers. I was also in a GT program with Ms. King at Whiteside Elementary. And Hardwick, your instruction was actually very well known to us because y'all were very competitive at a state (laughs) level. Can you just talk a little bit more about future problem solvers? Well, one side of it is I just wanted to go to state so we could go to the annual dance. And so that was my favorite part. Outside of that, it was just a lot of fun getting to go to Austin and travel the museum and do all this outing stuff while learning, while learning about space trash, Olympic steroid use, all sorts of things of like, how does an elementary student mind come up with, oh, what are the resources? What are the problems? What's the biggest problem? Evaluating them, writing implementable solutions. It was crazy thinking that we went through all that. All the credit went to Miss Nugent. She ran a really good program. Going to Coronado senior year, you're thinking about what's next. What was going through your mind at the time? Coronado played sports, had fun, never a star athlete by any means, but loved being a part of the team, having that camaraderie. Uh, did future problem solvers all the way through senior year, so that was still a part of my story even with that. And so for me, it was having a good time. Uh, junior year and senior year, they were a blast. Got a dual credit program, so got some hours built up while I was in school as well. Really never even questioned where I was going to go next. It was assumed do college, and for me, that meant tech. It's right down the street. They offered the programs I wanted. It was just natural. Instead of going to school down this street, I go down 19th. And what were your experiences like at tech? I loved it. Got done in about three and a half years. Not many people get to do that anymore. So thank you to those dual credit hours. I did marketing management, dual major. Went through the Rawls program. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Went into Rawls wanting to do management, thinking I had some leadership skill sets that I wanted to continue to develop. I thought I worked well with people. And then from the, just a business intro class, realized, oh, marketing is the creative side of business. And so I can learn how to communicate. I can work on campaigns. I can work on multimedia, this new thing called social media at the time. Thoroughly enjoyed those classes. Luckily, one of my student counselors let me know that there was actually an entrepreneurship class. One of my biggest mentors throughout college was actually Dr. Ronald Mitchell. And so got to take two of his classes and learn about the entrepreneurial process. What's it mean to put together a business plan, find product market fit, find something that's scalable. Also got to be involved with some of the early Texas Tech startup activity. There was something called the Kinetic Accelerator in the early days. Got to be one of those programs and student groups that uh, got to pitch to investors. And it was a lot of fun. What's it like to learn about entrepreneurship? And do you think entrepreneurship can be taught? 
Great questions. I definitely believe entrepreneurship can be taught. I think all human beings are capable of big and wonderful things. From there, when provided the right resources, the right frameworks, the right structures, I think we can all do a lot. People have different levels of privilege or access. And so from there, want to make sure all those things are accessible. But to answer that question, I think it's completely learnable. We just need to continue building frameworks that help us understand product market fits, the minimal viable product. I'll allude to it later on, but got to be part of the Texas Tech Accelerator Program and the NSF i program. Customer discovery, asking the right questions, problem identification, those are all huge things. I definitely think that it can be taught. After university, what was next for you? Met my wife my senior year, dated her for two years. We've stayed in Lubbock. She ended up doing a master's program through counseling and has really enjoyed that career. I, at the time, was working for a local entrepreneur, Calder Hendrickson with Aquasmart, a local technology company focused on water solutions using polymer technologies. I've always kind of been around this startup activity, technologies, growth-oriented organizations, and so it's had to have an impact on what life has looked like since then. Talk about some of the different types of jobs that you've had, all the different experiences. I've had a lot of them. Pool cleaning, yard work, working for an artisan woodworker and house remodeler, working at a pizza shop, working at Lubbock's first co-working space, working in a coffee shop and managing that location, working for a furniture store, helping them launch in the Lubbock market, working for a disinfection company, all sorts of things and all different types of responsibilities. And I think that's a lot of what's culminated into my kind of diverse interest in understanding how different organizations of different sizes impact our community. How did you go through the process of thinking about when it was time to do something for yourself? For me, it wasn't actually about doing something for myself. At least that wasn't my initial motive. It was, I've discovered something. I want to share something. I get really cool experiences and getting to interview people through these connections I'm making and hear their stories. Get to hear, oh, why'd you start this retail shop? How'd you go from a food truck to a brick and mortar? How'd you do X, Y, Z? How'd you get put on this list and raised on the charts as a musician? Those were conversations I wanted other people to be privy to. I didn't think it was fair that, oh, I get to learn about all these cool things going on in my own backyard. Why can't I share them with others? You're someone that very much so believes in the idea of localism. What is localism? I feel silly answering this question sometimes because I haven't dived into like the theory of it. For me, it's about relationships. It's all about communities. When people know each other, know their problems, understand what they're working with, know their goals, we can all help each other a little bit better. I think that's what makes for resilient relationships. When you compound that, you start building better communities and ecosystems. What are the elements related to building these types of relationships? What has gotten you to the point where you feel comfortable making them? For me, I would say natural curiosity is what starts it for me. I like to ask a lot of questions. I want to learn, what is your goal? What is your priority? What do you need help with? Often, I'm not the solution, but I probably know the solution for you. I want to help see everyone succeed. If it's something I can't do for you directly, I want to either show you the resource or introduce you to the right person. Because from there, your dream's probably accessible. Or from there, that challenge probably isn't insurmountable. It's all right here in our own backyard. Going back to your localism question, knowing the resources that are available, even here, so many people don't even realize the things going on in our own backyard. What could that do to help you launch your next success? What were the catalysts for you wanting to pursue your own dream? I would say it's probably the example of a guy named Justin Bernard. He was one of my employers and mentors when I was in college. He opened a place called Cilantro's. It was a burrito shop downtown that a lot of people loved, made from scratch, fresh ingredients, had a line, did really well. And a brand and followers that loved him. 
He was the original owner of Sugar Brown's Coffee when it opened on 50th Street. And a lot of people knew that as a place for community, coffee, Lubbock's first third wave shop, bringing craft coffee to Lubbock. From there, a lot of cool music things happen there too. There's layers and legacy of impact there. He also opened West Crest Pizza, Lubbock's artisan pizza shop at the time. From there, he was taking things that trended nationally or were growing industries and localized them. He made a fun brand with some West Texas flair and a care for the community. He was rewarded for it. Through those operations, I got to see how he did business. I got to see how he built teams, how he cared for people, how he gave back. With that, he was also a believer. And so knowing like, hey, some of this has kingdom mindset. Some of this is kind of from a higher power. And with that, I think just had a whole nother level of fulfillment from there, even if it's just about economics or if it's from a religious mindset or a higher power fulfillment, life purpose, it all meshed. None of it had to contradict itself and it was all good for everyone involved. That really kind of showed an example of what entrepreneurship, creativity, community engagement could all come together and do. I'd say that's probably one of my biggest inspirations in all of it. And we'll be right back with Taylor to continue our conversation on Around Town on 89.1. Welcome back to Around Town. We're speaking with Taylor McAlpine, the CEO of Local LBK. We've talked a good amount about this idea of localism. It's clear it's something you're very passionate about. Where does that come from? Like I was saying earlier, if localism is all about community and relationships, that's just always been a part of my life. Growing up with my family, they care about people really well. We had people in our home, very involved in the community and church. It was always just like a pattern of life, a rhythm of life. From there, I feel like I've been able to receive a lot of benefits from that that I wish other people could too. We live in a dark, scary world sometimes if you look at the realities of it. Man, how many of these things could be prevented just by knowing your neighbor or helping when someone needs it or X, Y, Z. The idea of, hey, what does it look like to care and give back to your community on a scalable level was kind of the initial thought of what went into something that turned into local LBK. Being inspired by Justin Bernard of like, okay, if that's what entrepreneurship and community engagement can look like, I want to build my own thing. And I'm taking these classes uh, with the entrepreneurship program at Tech been around the Connect Accelerator of like, oh, I can do this. I think I have the chops to be a business owner. But being a millennial and being a fresh out of college kid, I'm like, oh, how do I start a company? I started an Instagram account, of course. Build a brand inspired by Lubbock and Loop and Visit Lubbock of like, hey, they make cool content. They care. But I feel like there's still a gap. There's something different. There's a place I could own and take care of and make fun things. And that's really how it all started. When I tell people the story, it's literally I went around town taking pictures of my lunches and my lattes back then as an anonymous account telling the story of Lubbock of, hey, if you haven't ever been, this is the farmer's market. Go downtown, find fresh produce, find local artisans and makers and craft people, or go to the First Friday Art Trail, one of Lubbock's biggest events for when you're talking about walkable, quality of life, fun, entertainment, and from there, just a tradition. Or, hey, when you go to this place, order this because it's fantastic. So I remember taking a picture of Gatsby's and watching the World Cup, having a bagel, and like, man, that's a picture that's in my head, but on the flip side, it was seen by a couple hundred people and hopefully influenced people to, oh, I should go try that place out or recognize, hey, I can watch a game and support local. I don't need to go to that chain and nothing against chains. But when you think of degrees of impact, there's more productive ways of caring for your community. All that to be said, I wanted to create something that helped people live like a local every day or know all their options or know how to have a better experience while they're in town. And how do you reflect on these early parts of your entrepreneurial journey now? Looking back, I feel super naive. But on the flip side, local BK has always matched the season of life I'm in. 
I've never depended on it for my full income. And so it allowed me to treat it as a side hustle. When I have my weekends, oh, I got to set up at the farmer's market for three years. Or I got to go to the parade and do a tour, give people an experience of the 4th of July experience from the lens of a local. I have a kid now. After hours aren't as flexible, so I get to work with content creators here in town and help provide them an income to tell the stories of Lubbock. It's always adapted to meet the needs of the community in my own capacity. With that, it's just been a fun expression of what is Lubbock through the lens of a local. That evolution on the personal level, maturity, emotional, spiritual evolution? Probably a mix of all of it, in all honesty. I think we're all holistic beings. I think there are multiple things that impact how we make our decisions, both spiritually, developmentally, goal-wise, personal development, financially, all of it combined. So for me and my entrepreneurial journey, I haven't been ready until now, largely in thanks to the Texas Tech Accelerator Program, to be able to launch something at scale to tell the story of Lubbock in a full-time capacity. It's really exciting now to know I have the team, I have the resources, I have the knowledge, we have the plan. It's all right there. Now Lubbock will hopefully be able to benefit and allow to sustainably support local LBK to have this activity keep going. Your participation in the Texas Tech Accelerator program, what has that been like? It's been super helpful. For those who aren't familiar, it is a program run through Texas Tech and specifically the Innovation Hub over on 4th Street. It's kind of the entrepreneurial hub for all the entrepreneurship and business programming. People apply with their acceptance, get access to some grant funding, $25,000. With that, a team of mentors that help meet with you throughout the year to make sure you're meeting the goals and objectives of the program. And just to be a support. When we were introduced to our mentors, one of the questions they ask is, hey, we want to be here to help address anything that's keeping you up at night. So the fact that we get to be in this program and get support like that is really cool. A lot of entrepreneurs on the streets or in real life don't have people asking those questions or don't have people there to support you in that way. From there, go through a year-long curriculum, learning some of the basics of business and also learning how do you build a business that's investable? How do you build something that's scalable? How do you address a national or possibly international opportunity? In this journey, you've gone through a lot of pivots. Can you talk about what pivots are and what that experience is like? This language referring to Eric Reese and the Lean Startup, the idea of having a minimal viable product, treating your business effectively as a giant experiment using the scientific method. MVP, the minimal viable product, is what is the quickest, easiest thing you can deploy in a market to get feedback with. With that, local LBK's example is we started off as just a social media brand. We were going around town talking about what's going on and showcasing events on a website. We learned from that. A couple of years later, we launched something called the Rewards Program partnered with business had a little plastic card that when you bought it for 20 bucks, you got exclusive rewards and deals with our partner businesses. Year two of that, we realized, oh, you can't make much money on $100 a year charging a business. Our rates changed. Then we went to $50 a month. Every year has been a learning and growing experience. We consider ourselves a media company. We're telling the story of Lubbock. We do have a cool website, deals, e-commerce, events, all those things built out. That's just part of an infrastructure to capture the information because we believe that knowledge and information is the piece that's missing from helping people know how to give back, live the lives they want to while doing it locally first. What does success look like for you when it comes to the customer? So we're actually about to launch something called the Live Like a Local Framework. It is roughly a visual guide and potentially an assessment, if you want to treat it like that, of how do you make your purchasing or life entertainment decisions to maximize your impact for yourself and also for your local community. A good example is if there is something you need done, what if you could learn that skill for yourself? Teach yourself something new that's helping you become a more developed and more resilient person. Or on the flip side, does that look like in a food system? What if you could grow your own food all the time? 
What does that look like in philanthropy? What if you could address someone's need directly and personally? So when you think of degrees of impact and personal benefit, starting with yourself, it's always the man in the mirror kind of thing. From there, we have a scale that as you work down it, you minimize your degrees of impact for your personal benefit and for the community. We actually have tools that help people know the ownership structure or the local impact of the businesses that they can support through our partners. And so that way they know when I support this business, I'm supporting people that care, that want to help other businesses that give back and support generous things. Knowing that we're trying to live like local, so it's not bad to buy things on Amazon or to go through Walmart or XYZ. There's still local sales tax. But from there, what's the slight change in behavior of if you're looking for a night of entertainment, what's it look like to go to Bonus Burger, a place that only accepts cash? That actually means they're not losing the processing fee that employs people at great rates compared to McDonald's. It's not saying McDonald's is evil. It's saying, what's it mean to support someone that likely lives in your neighborhood, gives back to local charities, and has the high school picture of the football team on their window? Those are all things that are degrees of impact that can allow for better personal satisfaction because it's a dang good burger. And second, knowing that, hey, you're benefiting your community a little bit better by shopping locally. I love the idea of going into a place and knowing that this is locally owned or locally operated. There's a lot of go local efforts across the nation that we've been looking at and figuring out how their programs work. And a lot of the time, the argument ends up being economic of when you spend your dollars here, only X percent comes back through a local multiplier. I'm like, okay, that's cool to know. And when you think of city leadership, they need to be thinking of those things. For the everyday consumer, it's like McDonald's has a quick, easy drive through and I have a screaming kid in the back. That's going to impact how I make a decision. What if you could go to the other burger joint that is a drive through and locally owned? What is that going to do for them? And so for us, the content we create on social media is more so about giving people an insight into how easy or how much better value or how enjoyable making these decisions can be. For us, it's not saying, hey, you need to do this because of X. It's like, imagine what you're missing out when you don't because it's fun or because it's better because it's delicious or helping them just even have the confidence of I've driven by this place for years. If we create the content that helps them know, get the enchiladas here, you now have the reason to walk in the door. And we'll be right back with Taylor to wrap up our conversation on Local LBK on Around Town on 89.1. Welcome back to Around Town. Our guest today is Taylor McAlpine, the CEO of Local LBK. As you've been building Local LBK, what have the experiences and the feedback been like by folks here locally? The fact that you even took off in the first place, I'm still trying to realize the impact of that. So as a media company, we haven't paid for any of our followers. We've grown organically. In fact, we went from 3,000 to 7,000 to 14,000 followers without any marketing dollars. I'd say is just an indicator of how hungry Lubbock is to hear its own story. Lubbock is a place for dreamers. With that, we get to go behind the scenes and tell a little bit of that story of, hey, why'd you start this thing? Or what was a challenge you overcame along the way? Or what's something you wish Lubbock had? Usually the response is just overflowing of like, thank you so much for telling that story. Or man, we needed that attention. This was the perfect time. Or taking a picture of Tortellini Alla Rosa Italian Garden, getting four tables in the next day of like, hey, Our daily activities impact the people next to us. I usually don't use this tagline publicly, but for local LBK, it's actually in localism. It's all about your dollars and your decisions. And all we're trying to do is connect those things to better impact our community. If we can do that through rich media, better storytelling by helping someone meet someone new or try somewhere for the first time, we think we're helping them experience life better for themselves. The feedback we've gotten has been really positive sometimes interacting with our followers, it's interesting seeing how they almost picture local LBK bigger than it actually is. I have a friend who's pictured 
the app to be this future commerce and banking system and involve all this other stuff. I'm like, man, you dreamt that just from the stories local behaves told by wanting to support locals. All these things are available in our own backyard and we want to help be the resource to connect you to them to make your dreams come true. We had a Facebook page reach out to us recently and they're wanting to make a spike ball community. It's like, man, what a fun sport. It's a growing thing. It's a new thing. Easy to do. You can play it while drinking. You play it at the park. As they do that, we want to help them facilitate community for the people who have that interest. Lubbock is so much more diverse than we often realize. There's all these silos throughout the community, the arts community, the east side, the south side, the academics, the technology, the real estate. There's all these different groups. So many of the times we just wish they knew each other and could do things more. We kind of measure our success. If we can bring these people together to collaborate, to have fun, to give back, we've won. It's little to do with local. Okay, we're just the platform to tell the story, to help support these locals and the entrepreneurs behind them. What are some of the activities that local LBK gets involved in? And what does success look like on a daily basis? Our activities are content creation. We have a weekly newsletter where people can get the pulse on what's going on in the community. A thing to try, a thing to buy, a place to go, a deal to redeem, some news about what's going on in the community. And many series helping you learn what are the best places to go brunch? What are the coolest rooftop bars? All those kind of trendy headlines. We've got our newsletter. We've got our social media where we're doing daily content about different aspects of your favorite brands, helping you get to know the business owners, helping you know how they give back, helping you realize when you work at these places, they're actually great employers. And these are the benefits of working for local organizations because they operate differently. If you're looking for local vendors, look at all the product that's available and made here in town. Helping with all those connections, just hosting fun events. One of the big events we host is the Lubbock Listening Room. It's a once a month gathering featuring a local performer. And instead of having them in the back of a bar or a restaurant, we put them front and center. And we pay them well and we have a good time listening to them. And we get to travel unique venues across town while we do so. It's a unique, intimate setting where we have a lot of fun supporting the local music industry. I've had the opportunity to attend one of those events. It takes a lot of collaboration to be able to put something like that on. How important is collaboration to the work that you do? Collaboration is key. We wouldn't be able to do this without all of our partners, all of our contributors, all of our content creators. That's kind of the point. It is reflecting the community at large, and we couldn't do any of this without them playing their role. We're just helping bring people to the table that are great at doing what they do and letting it shine. That's our role in collaboration is we get to be the connector and maybe help play with some of the creativity or the inspiration and have the reason to do it. Or we're just letting them do what they do every day. What would you say is next for local LBK? Thanks in part to the accelerator program is to treat Lubbock like a beta. It doesn't make it any less authentic. It just means, hey, we might be on to a problem that is a whole lot bigger than we realized. Other communities might be just as siloed or just as disconnected or could benefit from better connection, better collaboration, more creativity. We also believe that everyone has a story that's worth telling. If we can explore how the business model works, prove it out here in Lubbock, we want to take this to other cities, help them live like a local. And the idea of you can live like a local anywhere. If you're traveling, if you're commuting, if you're moving to a new town, learn the community, benefit from it and give back. In large metropolitan areas, there oftentimes are localism organizations, sometimes multiple. But as you get to smaller communities, you oftentimes don't see any. Why do you think that is? I haven't been able to put my finger on it quite yet. Depending on the size of the community, some, maybe all the options are only local already. Maybe it's not a big enough market to attract the franchises or the non-local opportunities. 
that might just be because of market opportunity. On the other side, some communities are known and kind of brand themselves as we're giant advocates of local and may even have policies or legislation that keep certain business types out or have limitations on how they grow. It takes a lot of time and energy to be an advocate, to bring this content together, to make this community. Sometimes it's they just haven't done the grunt work to form something like this. Can we make the model to make that part easier? The grunt work, can you speak a little bit about the importance of resilience in the process you've gone through for local LBK? It wasn't set up with a business plan. It wasn't set up with a large connection. It wasn't set up with any startup capital. We think a lot of those challenges that we've experienced as local LBK can be expedited and systematized to make it a lot easier for people in the future. Knowing who to talk with when you're launching a community, knowing the marketing strategy of how to get connected, knowing that you have product market fit when it comes to having a business relationship and a partner agreement, having the contracts, having the website, having all those pieces brought together into a package makes it a lot easier to know I have a product I can confidently go sell and recruit for and knowing that I'm benefiting my community while I do it. As you're thinking about other communities and other markets, how are you setting yourself up for scalability? We are not wanting to pursue the traditional franchise model. We want to potentially solicit existing brands that are in those communities that haven't monetized their followings and give them a business model, give them a revenue stream saying, hey, we've already tested this with ours and you already have the social influence. Let's give you a layer to actually make this sustainable for the activity you're doing and add a benefit to your community. Or on the other side, be able to partner with right organizations to build a brand from scratch, white label it, use the infrastructure we've created and be able to plug and play. For the listener out there that has been considering an entrepreneurial journey, what advice or insights do you have for them? Go ahead and get started. The idea of just doing it, the fact it'll benefit you, the fact it'll make an impact in the marketplace, you'll be contributing to society. Who knows? Maybe this isn't the right vision for your first venture. What skill sets will you build along the way that could change the trajectory of your career? I've gotten to meet people throughout my career just because of local LBK. I could probably build a second business very quickly just through the connections I've already made. You never know who you're going to come across. And again, talking about resilient communities and treating people right and caring for your neighbor, that's just how I think you should be doing business. That's the rhythm of life that you should be living, the pace of enjoying the things around you. For folks that want to know more about Local BK or engage in some of these activities, how do they do that? We would love to have you sign up for our newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter. So if you go to localbk.com, you can sign up there. Following us on social media, we have a bunch of engaging content, telling the stories of your favorite brands, meeting the business owners that launched your favorite venture, telling you the stories of what's going on, things to try, things to buy, what to do, all that good stuff. Taylor, that's all the time that we have today. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much, Nick. Thanks for listening to Around Town. I'm your host, Nick Bergfeld. This show was produced by Chuck Luck. Our guest today was Taylor McAlpine, the CEO of Local LBK. Join us next Friday morning at 9 a.m. on 89.1. For more information on Around Town, visit ttupublicmedia.org.